How should you put a valuation on your early stage startup? Well, it's a great question, and today we're going to talk about it. Welcome back to another episode of the Launch Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Hare, and today we have a question that I feel entrepreneurs are thinking to themselves and asking themselves all the time. Uh, and you know, there's no question that valuing an early stage startup is really difficult. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Hi, Jake. What is the expectation from investors when it comes to valuing your own startup? We're really early and haven't even launched our product yet, and we're nervous about how to answer the question of our valuation if an investor asked us because we don't think we could give an accurate number. Hey, so that's a great question, and it doesn't have a perfect answer. Okay, so I'm going to caveat that. Just like most things with early stage startups, there usually isn't any one prime perfect answer to the question. There are some things in building an early stage startup that are very black and white, but there are also a lot of things and most things that hover around in this kind of gray area. So I'm going to answer this question in two different ways. One is how should you as a founder value your early stage startup, if at all? And then two, we're going to answer the question of what is an investor going to expect from you in terms of valuing your early stage startup? So first, first, let's start off with how you as a founder should value your early stage startup. Well, when you're at this stage, specifically, you know, they, these, the person who asked this question hasn't even launched their product yet. Even if you had launched your product and you were just starting to chug along, it is impossible for you to put a valuation on your company. Because typically when you're talking about evaluation of any company at all, let alone a startup, you're talking about needing to put in a ton of inputs in order to create an accurate valuation. And even with an accurate valuation, that's kind of a gray area as well. I had a friend recently last year who was going through the process of selling his company and the company had been around for quite a while, years, and you know had plenty of revenue and plenty of expenses, like a, a good accounting, like the books were all kept and records kept and you know all that stuff. And he went to get an actual valuation from financial experts. That way it would be easier for uh, them to go to people who are looking at doing the acquisition and say, this is what we feel our company is worth. The problem with, with that, and this isn't just specific to him, it's anyone, is that when he talked to these three financial experts, each of them independently, they all worked at different companies, they independently gave him very different numbers. I think one of the numbers was in the um, like five to $6 million range. Another one was around like the 10 to $11 million range. And one was like the 18 and $19 million range. And the reason for that wasn't because the inputs necessarily were different. The inputs in terms of how much revenue was being produced per year, how many people were on the team, what's everybody's pay look like, yada, 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 what's the growth rate look like, all that stuff, we're all the same. It was the assumptions that each of those financial representatives or firms put into their model that was different. Things like, what's what's the risk assumption? How much of this is recurring revenue versus um, you know, one-time revenue or annual revenue, and how much should that count against the valuation? You know, what's the industry look like? And are you are we looking at the industry from the last two years, the last five years, or are we trying to make guesses on the industry and what it's going to look like over the next year, two, or five years? So there's a ton of stuff that plays into creating a valuation for a company where even if you were around for a long time, it is almost impossible 
to really come up with a good number. You know, and a lot of it is guesswork. And you can kind of see this when you look at things like the stock market. If you look at, you know, for example, very recently, Elon Musk was going through the process of, you know, considering buying Twitter. And it looks like that process is kind of working itself out right now. And no one really knew what, the, what a good sales price would be. Uh, everybody would have known what a bad sales price would be, whether too high or too low. But there's this area in the middle that is really gray, where it's like, is he valuing each share at $40, $45, $50? Okay, like that's maybe in a range that you know might be considered okay. What if he had valued it at $80? Would the company be worth that? Well, yeah, if somebody's willing to buy the company for $80 per share, then yes. And that is kind of how the stock market works, right? It's really mostly based around how much is somebody willing to pay for it? And that's going to be the value of what that product is. That's just capitalism 101, right? A product's price is based around how much are people willing to pay for that product. That's how you price any product, whether it's a stock or how much you're going to sell a subscription to your software for. But there's no difference between that and how much you're planning on valuing in the company for either a fundraise or an acquisition or something like that. How much is somebody willing to pay for it? That's the value. The problem is you kind of want to put a valuation on it if you're going to sell it before you go out and try to sell it because you kind of at least want some sort of number to know of like what is this gray area just like with Tesla like okay maybe somewhere around 40 to 50 seems like a decent price based on all these different factors and inputs but think about even that that's a huge range that's like a 20 to 30 percent difference in range right if he had said I'm going to do it at 40 would we have you know if would, would people who have Twitter stock would have turned up their nose at that I don't know maybe or 50 would they have said well that's a little would all of us in the market say well it's a little too high like where's the barrier here and everybody would have had a different answer everybody still kind of has a different answer and so it's no different for your early stage startup too and so when you're trying to put a valuation on your startup just go into it knowing especially if you're at the stage where you're pre-product knowing that you're not going to be able to do it because in the startup world there's this uh thing called a 409a evaluation for the number 409 and then the letter a and you can Google search it and stuff if you want. But with 409A evaluations, those are actual official valuations, typically for the purposes of startups going out and trying to raise capital, um, or sometimes for startups going out and trying to you know, look for an acquisition. And in order to have the inputs necessary for that, you, you are expected to come into it with at least some financials you know, in terms of revenue, expenses, and all of that stuff. And usually it's somewhere around at least six months, if not a year plus, usually two years is ideal, in order for them to be able to run these calculations, run these numbers, and figure out what your valuation is. And so if you're at this stage right now where you're just starting out, it is almost impossible for you to put a valuation on your company. But what you can do, even still with this that I'm about to tell you is like really you know, a lot of gray area here, is you can put guesses into what you think you will be valued in a couple years. And this is one of the prime reasons why we do not recommend that startups that are this early or you know, in our program at Launch Period All put a valuation on their startup at all when they're at this kind of stage. Whether they're pre-product, definitely not. When they're post-product with just a little bit of traction, definitely not. When they have maybe six months with the traction, that's around the time where it's like, okay, we can maybe start considering putting an actual valuation on the startup. And this is the reason why when startups are at pre-series A, you know, before they do an equity round, they are typically doing safe notes or convertible notes. And I've done episodes in the past where we talk about safe notes and convertible notes. So you can go back and listen to those and learn a little bit more about what those mean. But there's 
essentially three ways to raise capital as an early stage startup. And two of those ways are kind of bucketed into one category. There's either selling equity or shares of your company. That's where, you know, hey, I'm going to give you 100K for 10% of your company. That's selling actual shares of your company. That requires you to put a valuation on your company. And if you want to avoid that, which you should, when you don't really even have enough inputs to even get into the gray area of what your valuation would be, you should try to avoid that, which is why most startups don't raise using equity or what's called a priced round until they get to a series A, because at a series A, you're typically at, at least a year and a half, two years, maybe three in business. And it makes a little bit more sense to be able to put a valuation on the company at that point. The other way to raise capital is through safes and convertible notes. And I bucket those as like non-priced rounds. And so what those are doing is essentially the investor is betting on a number that you will be worth substantially more than when you later, a year or two down the road, actually do have a priced round. And what that allows you as a startup founder to do is not really be as concerned with what your valuation is today, because you are essentially saying when you raise with a safer convertible note that I don't really know what my company is worth right now. And it would be impossible for me to really tell. I know that just from generally speaking, startups who are pre-seed typically are valued somewhere between a million and $2 million. I know that startups at the seed stage are typically speaking valued at somewhere between five or $6 million. And obviously that's kind of dependent on the industry and what kind of product you have and all that stuff. But you can find those numbers pretty easily. But then, but if I know that, then what I can do is with a safe and convertible note, I can peg that bet that the startup or that the investor would make, which is typically considered a valuation cap. That's what it's called in a safe and convertible note. I can make the valuation cap whatever I think that number is based on the stage that I'm in. So if I'm precedes valuation cap somewhere between one to maybe $3 million. And then when I'm at seed stage where I have a product and I have a little bit of traction, I can set my valuation cap at somewhere between five to six or $7 million. I can do that without being worried that I'm actually pegging a valuation to the company right now, because I know I'm probably going to be wrong. And so with the safe and convertible note, what you're doing is the investor is essentially investing in the startup thinking, okay, if the valuation cap is 1 million, let's just use an easy number is $1 million today and you're a pre-seed stage startup or you don't have a product in the market yet, but you will soon, then the investor is essentially investing in you because they're thinking, okay, I'm making a bet that the startup will be worth five to 10 to 15 X more when they later on a year or two from now end up having a priced round because the reason it's called a convertible note, and this is how safes work too, is when a priced round does happen, which means you have an actual valuation or at the very least, because people are now buying actual equity in your company, you are now valued and valuing the company as something. Their investment will convert into actual shares. And there's a ratio involved in terms of like whatever the valuation cap was versus what the valuation is. And that's going to be essentially their multiple. So if you had an investor invest $100,000 today with a $1 million valuation cap, if two years goes by, you have a priced round and you're now actually officially valued at $10 million and people are gonna be buying shares at $10 million, because the valuation cap was one and your valuation at a price round is 10, the investors, whatever their investment was, basically gets 10X in terms of how many shares they bought. So whereas investors at your actual price round will have to pay a million dollars to buy the same amount of shares, the investor who came in early, who gave you $100,000, they already own a million dollars with the shares because 
their valuation cap allowed their, you know, the conversion event to happen. And now that's what they own. Right. And again, it's explaining this over a podcast might seem complicated. So I'd recommend going and <laughs> doing some research on this, but that's essentially how it works. There's a little bit more intricacy there in terms of the math, but like, that's basically what's happening. And so for an early stage startup, you shouldn't really put a valuation on it. You should really be thinking, okay, from industry standard, what investors are typically used to investing in at my stage, what would be a good valuation cap? Or if another way of saying this, a good bet for an investor to make if they're expecting somewhere between a five or 10 X or 15 X return within the next two to three years. Okay. Um, that's one from the investor's perspective, which is the second half of this question. What are they expecting from you? The, what the investors are expecting from you at this stage is nothing insane. Okay? They know, especially if they're a smart investor, that it's going to be impossible for you to really put a valuation on your company right now. It would be nearly impossible to do that. And for all the same reasons that I described, investors aren't ignorant to that fact. What they're going to want, though, is they're going to want to make sure that you are not falling so outside the bounds where you either think you know more than you do by actually putting a real valuation on your company right now and thinking you know more than you do. Or by setting the valuation cap, or you know, if you did want to raise with equity at a very early stage, setting your valuation at something that isn't just totally ridiculous. Okay, and that works both ways. Whether too high a valuation cap or too high a valuation makes you look like you're more valuable than you really are, and based on your stage, you're probably not. Or making it too low, where you set the valuation cap too low, or you set the you know the uh, valuation too low. And if you do that, it makes you look ignorant to the investor because it's like, this person must not be a smart business person because they're setting these terms too low, okay? The best thing that you can do as an early stage startup based on your stage prior to a priced round is to look across the industry and see what typically is happening in terms of startups raising with the pre-seed stage, you know, essentially pre-product, pre-revenue. And if that's where you're raising or to look around and see what startups are raising in terms of the terms that they're getting at the seed stage. Now, one caveat to all of this, and I talked about this the other day, is that the market over the last five years is definitely being corrected right now. Like in real time, I'm recording this podcast in mid-May of 2022, and the market is going over a correction because over the last five years, the investment market was insane. I mean, startups were getting valued at way more than what they should have been valued at at every stage, mostly at the pre-seed and seed stages. And that is starting to correct itself. So whereas like you might have a few years ago seen some of your competitors or in the same industry as you getting valued at like 5 million with the, you know, like a $5 million valuation cap at pre-seed today, you're not going to see that today. You're going to see a valuation cap. That's more half of that two to $3 million valuation cap. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Don't necessarily, because of what's happening today in the middle of 2022, don't look at like just the metrics over the last five years. Understand that in real time right now, we are going through a lot of market correction because of a lot of stuff that's happening in the economy. And so make sure that you're looking at more real time data as you're thinking about what you're going to do. A great source to do this, and it was just created, I think like a week and a half ago, is AngelList uh, or angel.co. Uh, you can search this created a calculation or like a calculator that lets you kind of look and see i don't know if it's a calculator or just a dashboard but it lets you look and see in real time what the valuations of companies are right now at different stages and that should at least help a little bit kind of keep your eyes on that you know in that gray area 
versus being wildly out of, you know, in left or right field. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Launch Chat Podcast. If you have your own question you want to get answered on the show, just visit launchchat.com and send us your question either anonymously or let us know who you are so we can shout you out on the show. Also, leave us a rating or review on whatever podcast host you listen to us on. It definitely helps us spread the word about the podcast and we'll see you guys on the next episode.